everyone. I'd like to invite you to listen to a new podcast called Artrageous. It's a podcast about the truly outrageous stories of the art and design world. I'm your host, Carrie, and each week we'll cover stories that are just plain crazy. Join me every Thursday for a new episode with stories from art theft, fraud, crime, and mysteries to designer drama, fun conversation tidbits, and discussions about current events. Find Artrageous wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until then, stay Artrageous. Stove Leg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 115th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. Coming to you live from my man cave in Millsboro, Delaware. This week we have Kristen Biner, Director of Ticket Operations for the Hickory Crawdads, High A affiliate of the Texas Rangers. If you like this episode, make sure to go back and listen to all the older ones, um, or you can pick and choose, whichever you like. There's something back there for everyone, some, some great stories and uh, great individuals back there. If you want a shout out, super easy, drop a rating and comment wherever you listen to podcasts. That will really help out the show. Um, That helps drive up the charts a little bit and turns more people into listeners and members of the TARP crew. Hello, everyone. I'd like to invite you to listen to a new podcast called Artrageous. It's a podcast about the truly outrageous stories of the art and design world. I'm your host, Carrie, and each week we'll cover stories that are just plain crazy. Join me every Thursday for a new episode with stories from art theft, fraud, crime, and mysteries to designer drama, fun conversation tidbits, and discussions about current events. Find Artrageous wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until then, stay Artrageous. Also, make sure you go follow the designated Twitter account for the podcast at PullingTarpPod. That's where you can find all up-to-date news about the podcast and reach out about becoming a guest as well. And that's where businesses could reach out if they want a unique sponsorship opportunity. Uh, And if you really want to, you can follow me on Twitter personally at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. We have merchandise, folks. Don't forget that. You can now get Pulling Tart Podcast stickers, coffee mugs, and wall art. You can find that on the Pulling Tart Podcast Twitter account or on tpublic.com. Uh, the link is in the bio. Um, in the, there's a link tree in the, our bio on Twitter, so check that out. With all that being said, let's chat with Kristen Biner. Kristen, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. Super thankful to have you on. How's the season in Hickory going so far? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, It's going by really fast. You know, we only have 18 games left, so um, the season has been flying by, but it's been a great season and uh, looking forward to the rest. Okay, okay. Um, 
I've, so obviously we follow each other on Twitter, and a few of your tweets have really hit home for me um, and the minor league baseball community lately. Um, what has made you stick around in baseball despite the lack of pay? I saw saw you made a tweet about that. Um, I fully concur with your statement. Um, that's why I'm not still working in baseball, honestly. Um, that and the hours, you know. So, um, yeah, what's made you stick around in baseball this long? Well, I literally started from the bottom. Okay. When my first internship in minor league baseball, I worked for free. Okay, yeah. So I did not – I was a, a game day intern for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. Okay. Um, in Springdale, Arkansas. They're the double A for the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a game day intern there and I did not get paid. Okay. Um, and I also did not do it for like a class or anything. Yeah. So, um, thankfully I had family who lived in the area, so I was able to live with them for the summer. Sure. Um, but so I literally started, you know, working for free and then, you know, I took a couple years off from my league baseball and then got back into it. But I think, you know, I grew up loving baseball and you know i think the passion that i have for you know the sport and i mean the sport and also just like the environment like making people people love coming to our games so you know just making people you know happy and you know because i've loved baseball for a very long time and you know i've dreamed of working in sports forever Mm -hmm. and this is like a cliche saying but you know uh, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Um, and I feel like, you know, I absolutely love what I do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that most of the time trumps the pay, but you know, other times when you're working, you know, 60 plus hours a week, you're like, Oh, just the, the love and for the game. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, so I'm from Williamsport, Pennsylvania, which is like baseball central, like as far as like the East Coast goes. So um, home of the Little League World Series, grew up going to minor league games in the in the World Series itself. And um, yeah, I wasn't a game day intern, so I did get paid a little bit because I was a full-time intern. But my buddy, um, Kyle Gleckler, who's been a... Uh, guests on this show he was a game day intern and had like a 45 minute commute like both ways and he's now the assistant gm for um the port st Lucie mets um yeah. yeah so it's crazy how many people like start as game day workers in this industry and and grind it out and work their way up like you did so congrats i always say like i wouldn't be where i am today without that yeah. So I'm very thankful that I was able to get that experience in uh, Northwest Arkansas because um, it's it definitely has helped me get to where I am today. Right, and I'll I'll like give you a little peek as to like a career outside of baseball. You quickly realize that not everybody is going to be as hard of a worker as what minor league baseball employees are. I'm finding that out more and more every single day, and it's it's wild to me. Like you know, but yeah, all all the minor league baseball folks they grind it out, they work so hard, 
for so many hours and and not enough pay and um hopefully that that changes eventually but um so i also saw the picture of the old sneakers so right after a tarp pull i'm assuming you're letting them dry why yeah. why are old sneakers the right choice of footwear for tarp pulls <laughs> so funny no, those any those pairs of shoes none of them were mine okay i don't wear tennis shoes when we pull the tarp oh boy so i have either like three ways that i do the tarp so one is barefoot okay i don't like to go barefoot but sometimes that's like my only option at the sure. moment so mm-hmm. Um, others, I have like just these cheap sandals from Old Navy that I would wear, mm-hmm. um, and they're meant for water. Okay. So uh, I'll just wear those. But if I have time, I'll change into my duck boots, uh, and that definitely keeps my feet dry. Um, the other two options definitely don't keep my feet dry, right. but the duck boots keep my feet dry, but they give me horrible blisters. So mm. it's uh. your feet are dry, but you have blisters. So. Um, now, like, during the game, if we're called down for a tarp, I will have tennis shoes on. Right. But tennis shoes are not my number one choice. Okay. But I do think it's funny that everybody, you know, puts their shoes, you know, out to dry. Um, when I worked for the Memphis Redbirds, we uh, had this huge window in our office. And, the win- like, a door went outside, and we'd all put our shoes outside. Mm-hmm. And people who would come in for meetings and stuff would be so confused. Like, yeah. what are all these shoes doing out there? Like, are, are these just, like, shoes people turn in? But it, so we always got a laugh out of that because people were confused why we had so many shoes outside drying. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so I I like to go with the duck boots, but time after, like, during games, I'll go with tennis shoes. Okay. I it, or very early on in my career, I did the barefoot thing a few times, and until a um, groundskeeper told me that I shouldn't do that because of how many chemicals he puts on the field, and uh, so never again after that. I did. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't want any fungus or anything like that in between my toes. So, thankfully, that has not happened. Okay. <laughs> So maybe I will not go barefoot again. Yeah. So, again, looking through your social media, I don't know if this was on Instagram or Twitter. I'll let you plug all of that stuff at the end. Uh, But what happened in the office that caused that flood? Yeah, so we're kind of like, I wouldn't say like, maybe we are like at the bottom of a hill. Okay. And everything drains down to our office. And recently, we've been getting, like, downpours, like, not sprinkles, not, like, a steady rain, just, like, a huge downpour. Uh-huh. And as soon as it downpours, we know that we got to run to the front office because water is going to start gushing in through the bottom of the door. What? Yeah. Oh, man. And so, it ha- it's happened probably, like, I would say three or four times in the past couple weeks. No way. Yeah, so um, on Saturday, we after the game, we had uh, it just started pouring like really bad, mm-hmm. and uh, we went down to the front office, and it had gotten actually because we have a little lobby, okay, and then it had gotten actually into our offices, like Ooh. the carpet was soaking wet. We had to move all the furniture out of the lobby, 
it it was interesting. Oh no, that's uh, as if so you as if you don't have an hour day. The last thing you want to be doing is mopping and cleaning up the front office because of a flood. That's what I was thinking. I said, as if you didn't have enough things to deal with. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds terrible. Yeah. So next time, hopefully, we get the sandbags in front of the door. Yeah. In time, Um, but you know, we're not always able to do that. So sure, man. Yeah, the field comes first. Yeah. Um, so I was reading your bio on the team website. It, oh, very, gosh. very interesting. Um, why can't you bend your left big toe? Okay, okay. So um, I guess it was in 2008. It was my freshman year of high school, so I'm not sure what year that was. Um, but I had, like, this cyst on my big toe, and they had to cut it off, and they, like, put pins and screws in my toe and so after they removed them I've just never been able to bend my big toe again what that's yeah. so weird it doesn't really bother me at all but uh huh. it's just a weird fact about myself I guess Th- yeah that's that's strange yeah like when I had a I think I was interviewing for the Beloit snappers and they asked what is like a unique thing or something that most people don't know about you? And I was, I didn't know what to say. I don't, I don't even know, but, um, yeah. Okay. You can always pull that one out. That's for sure. man. I always say I have a twin because I have a twin sister, but I think, you know, not being able to bend my left toes a little more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So about the twin thing is, is like the, I don't know what what you call it. Like being on the same like late wavelength. Yeah. Is that real? Yeah, kind of, I guess. Okay. You know, we like it's been known that we get sick at the same time. Whoa. We've sent my parents the same birthday cards without knowing multiple no way. times. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird, but you know, me and my sister are one of nine sets of twins in my family, so Phew. It, it just runs in the family. I guess. Goodness gracious. Wow. <laughs> uh, it also says in your bio on the team website that your pet peeve is when people smack their food. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what that means. Like, so, I think it's just like loud crunches that bother me. It's like okay. someone who's like eating chips or something. Oh, okay. They're just like crunching really loud yeah. in like a quiet room. I'm just in like you know, pickles or cucumbers or something, something that's super crunchy. Okay. They're like crunching it really loud, I guess. It just, ugh, it bothers me. Have you ever seen the show How I Met Your Mother? No, I haven't watched no? that. No? Okay. No. Well, there's, a, there's an episode where they find out, like, everybody's annoying traits, and then, like, they can't, like, unsee it anymore. So, like, there's one character on the show, Lily who they they said like it sounds like she's eating like a bowl of screws like whenever whenever she's eating something crunchy because she's so loud when she chews yeah so and i i probably chew loud too but it doesn't bother me because i don't hear it right (laughs) but when other people do it i'm like oh my gosh could you chew any louder (laughs) oh gosh um so i know you've listened to robbie's episode uh 
what's it like working with former guest Robbie Willis? Yeah, Robbie. So Robbie's my boss. Okay. Um, he's also a really good friend of mine. I was in his wedding Ooh. in uh, December. He's right. one of his wife's bridesmaids. Okay. Um, so it's great working with Robbie. Um, he's been a huge support with me to help me with uh, transitioning into sponsorship sales. Cool. Um, so yeah, he's a great boss. Okay. Does he still have the long locks? Yes, he oh, does. Oh man, those are those are incredible. I don't know how he does it. I don't... Does he wear a lot of hats? Yeah, he does. He wears hats every day. Okay. So I... And and this is, like, very different from the minor league baseball community and, and everything like that. But I don't wear hats a lot because I just don't have a head for hats. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of hat. It can be a dad hat. It can be flat brim. It can be a snapback, whatever, I can, like, it looks ridiculous on my head. So I've tr- I've tried to grow my hair out, like, a couple of times, but it literally just grows out. It doesn't grow down at all. And all the guys on the team would say, like, oh, if you wore a baseball cap, like, it would start growing down. So oh. I don't know, but I don't know, whatever. You need to get some tips from Robbie. Yeah, apparently. Um, so you said that you transitioned into sponsor sales. You're obviously doing ticket sales too. I got, I always like to ask my salespeople that come on the show this, and there's no right or wrong answer, obviously. What is the number one secret to sales? I think, so I've been in sales for a while now. Yeah. Um, I really started my sales career when I worked for Memphis, the Redbirds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moved to Hickory. I was started at group sales, but, um, I think I just learned to stay persistent. It, um, you know, one call, is not going to do the job. You're going right. to have to, um, uh, call, email them, you know, stay on them. So you're at the top of their inbox, top of their mind. Um, so just staying per- persistent is how I found to be successful. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, and then I was looking at your favorite sports teams, and your sports fandom is all over the place. So explain that for me. So I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. So I am a huge Memphis Grizzlies fan. All right. Um, I'm an original fan from 2001. Um, John Moran's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> he is really good. So looking forward to that. And then, let's see, uh, MLB, I am a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Okay. Um, I grew up, you know, 30 minutes from the AAA team, and I also worked there. Okay. So, and then, I've been a St. Louis Cardinals fan since basically at the day I was born. Um, Amazing stadium. Yes. So, I've been to the old bush and the new bush. Okay. Um, I haven't been up there in a long time, but... I did promise my grandma I would take her to a Cardinals game on her 80th birthday. Which is and turning 80 next year. Okay. So, might be making a trip up there soon. Alright. Um, so, and then I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. So, my uh, aunt and uncle lived in New Orleans for a while. They lived there for, I think, 16 or 17 years. I'm okay. not sure how long they lived there. Um, and 
ever and my dad grew up down there as well so he's always been a Saints fan and then you know just with them living down there and me going to visit um them a lot um I became a huge Saints fan so okay interesting what kind of year do you think the Saints are gonna have (laughs) I don't know Usually they end up breaking my heart every season, so (laughs) that's a theme with my sports teams. But uh, I'm a Philly, I'm a Philly sports fan, so oh yeah, yeah. One of my coworkers is too. Which one? Joey. Okay. Yeah. Is he from that area? No, he's from Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not too far away from there right now. I'm in I'm in Delaware right now. So gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, what is the weirdest interaction that you've had with a fan? Oh gosh, I've had a lot of weird interactions with fans. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I guess I could give you two things. All right, um, go for it. This one actually happened this past week. It was like the fifth or sixth inning, and this lady comes up to the box office and says, what's going on here tonight? (laughs) And me and my one of my game day staff, we were like, "Uh, the baseball, or crawdads are playing here tonight. And she goes, oh, this isn't the jazz festival? And we were like, no, ma'am, this is the baseball game. She's like, well, oh, darn. And just walked away. Okay. <laughs> it was like, and I tried to like look online where the jazz festival was in town, and there was no jazz festival, so oh. I'm not really sure, you know, what okay. was happening there. But that was very interesting. Yeah. And I, I feel like all I can do is laugh at, at those. I feel bad for laughing, but you know, I don't. I deal with so much on a daily basis with people, so right. You know, a little humor for my day is good. Mm-hmm. And then last year, I actually got a bad Google review written about me. Oh, snap. Yeah, so these two people had come in, come up to the uh, box office to purchase tickets. And at that time, we were still transitioning over to a new ticket system. Okay. So we accidentally sold them seats that didn't exist. Oh, okay. And so... She was all up in arms to me that I sold her tickets that didn't exist. Not on purpose. Sure. I was just... And so, I went over there and offered to get them a chair because they were just sitting... The seats I sold them were just wheelchair spots. Oh, okay. So, there was a space there for them to sit, but there Mm -hmm. was just no chair. Um, And I offered to get her a chair. She's like, sure, that's fine. So I got her a chair, and a couple weeks later, uh, I was looking at our Google reviews, because I like to look at those, Yeah. and she had written a Google review about me. She still gave me four stars, okay? I just want to put that out there, that I still got four stars. That's pretty solid. (laughs) And it said something about how I was uh, flippant and rude to her, because I sold her seats that didn't exist, but she was like... But she did offer me a chair, so that was nice. <laughs> okay. So that was a first in my career that I had gotten a bad Google review written wow. about me. Jeez. And she swore that she would never come back to a game, but they continue to come to games. Oh, you know. so you know exactly who it is. Okay. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and they come often. Okay. Yes. Nice. So 
it, it was just funny, but yeah. you know. Well, can't you can't make everyone happy in this should, industry, so. You should, if they continue to come to games, you should be like, well, you wouldn't have this problem if you had, like, your own season tickets or, or a ticket yeah. package or something like that, you know? So. Right. <laughs> oh, well, uh, they're military, and we do this cool thing at our stadium where we offer two free military tickets to veterans oh, um, per game. Cool. Um, So they get their tickets for free. Oh, all right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, so we we know sometimes your footwear is all over the place, but do you have any crazy tarp stories? Uh, yeah. Last year, I we were so we stretch out the tarp after we pull it over the fill, and I had I was running to the other side to so we could stretch it out and I fell but it was kind of like I was doing a slide so I did like the perfect slide and it was right in front of the visitors dugout and they all yelled safe and it was literally the most embarrassing moment of my life <laughs> I was like I can I'm just gonna go die now it's fine oh man I, <laughs> I can like, I can never come back down here again I can imagine that was during a game yeah. Oh no. Yeah, we were pulling the tarp. It was it was pouring down, and we were pulling the tarp, and I just happened to do the perfect slide in front of the visitors dugout. Oh man, that and is. I just out of it. Oh, I'm fine. sure. I'm sure. You just gotta shake that one off. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there. I mean, just this past week, we 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 actually pulled the tarp seven days in a row. So starting last Monday, a week ago today, and every day up until yesterday, we um, pulled the tarp. So Yuck. That sounds terrible. Yeah, hopefully this week is a little better because it's hard on the body. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Yeah. And multiple times a day. Just once a day, so. That's the worst. It's just like... during the game is the worst for pulling the tarp because mm, yeah. I, I just especially when it's raining because it's so heavy to get yeah. it on yeah and then you know you have everybody in the stands watching you That's true. <laughs> i don't like that and i also so our i don't know i this might be how it is at every stadium but our fans like to clap for us when we you know get the tarp all the way on the field i don't think like i've ever gotten time. that before I don't Dang. like it at all. No? I'm like, please, please don't clap for us. <laughs> oh, man. But I just don't like the attention on me like that. So. Right, right. I I hated, like, the, you know, the the multiple tarpoles during the day. Because not only do you have so much stuff to do, you're going to be yeah. sitting around in, like, wet or partial wet, like, clothing or, like, stuff that smells dingy and that kind of stuff and like and then just at any given moment you got to stop everything you're doing and just go out there so yeah i've learned to keep like extra clothes and socks at my desk because you never know when you're gonna have to change clothes yeah yeah i did that too but yeah i don't know i was always a old sneakers with no socks guy oh yeah yeah, we have a lot of people on our staff that don't wear socks either. I don't know if I could do that. 
Uh, well, that's why I wear my Doug boots because yeah. my feet stay dry. There you go. There you go. <laughs> You're probably the smart one for that. So, um, so we do have a couple listener questions. Um, your boss Robbie, former Pulling Tart podcast guest, asked, "Hey, yeah, just curious, what time are your fireworks on Fridays?" <laughs> I know why he said that because that is the most annoying question I've I ever get, and oh, it yeah. happens literally every week. We have fireworks. And I just, I don't know, like, we can't predict how long the game's going to last. We right. can't predict, you know, when the fireworks are going to start. And it's just a joke around our front office because we have so many people that call and ask us that. And we just get so annoyed. But, oh, you know. for sure. Um, yeah. how, how nice is the pitch clock, though? So, it, it's very nice, I will say. I am a big fan of it. The games, like, we've had... Two-hour, 15-minute games this year. But, I mean, there are some games that go, you know, three-plus hours still. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. depends on how much scoring there is. Right. But, you know, those two-hour games are nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we stay after to clean up the suites and stuff. And so, you know, we're getting out of there at 1030 compared to a couple years ago. We were getting out of there after midnight. So... Yep. I think it's made. I think it's made a huge difference, and you know, everyone I talk, I've talked to, are big fans of it. Yeah, I've only been to a couple games as a fan this year, and I was a little like, I was a little disappointed because like the game was like two hours and fifteen minutes long, and I I only got to drink like two beers, and yeah. you know that part stinks. But as as a former front office person. That would be amazing. Like I was talking to the general manager of the Shorebirds, and he was telling me he's like he's like yeah, like opening night. I was home in my bed by ten thirty, and yeah, I didn't I didn't know what to do. Yeah, it's so nice. It makes it makes the long days a little shorter. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Daniel. I've actually. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. Go for, go for it. I've actually been to Del Mar- Marva Stadium. Oh before. yeah. Okay, yeah, when was so, that? Um, in 2019, when the Crawdads made the playoffs, we played uh, oh. at Delmarva. Yeah, we we had nine. We had a 90-win season, and yeah. you guys ruined it. <laughs> it's okay. We lost in the championship, but yeah, um, yeah. Me and one of the other uh, front office employees went um, to that game. It was raining. I remember that. But, yes. Um, yeah, I was there. Okay, that was my last year in baseball. I'm pretty sure, yeah. At True Crime Cast, we cover the big names and cases that everybody wants to hear. But we specialize in the small town unknown cases you've never heard of. If you're listening to True Crime Cast, you'll hear us give the details of each case and our analysis of whether or not justice is served. Find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Y'all should go ahead and subscribe and join in on the conversation. I'm Jamie. And I'm John. This is True Crime Cast. Um, all right, so Daniel Clapper, also a former guest, um, asked, from inside the sports world, 
what is the two biggest changes you would like to see in the next two years? Oh, gosh. This might be an unpopular opinion, but and I don't think they will ever change it and go back to how it was before, but I do not like the six days in a row. Uh, uh, the Tuesday through Sunday games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. I like those like three-day homestands or, you know, four days. I think there there was a time that I think we had like seven days in a row. But right. um, it just gives you a little more of a break mm-hmm. um, and you're not – you're not constantly, you know, going for six days. I think um, I would really like to go back to that. Um, so that would be a thing that I would change. Probably not a popular opinion, but okay. I would change that. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm always a huge advocate for women in sports and mm-hmm. women in leadership positions. So maybe just, you know, there's, there's several GMs that are women in yeah. the minor league baseball yep. um, world, but maybe just seeing a few more, yeah. um, I think would be a nice change to have. Okay. All right. I dig it. Um, all right. Where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, I have Instagram and Twitter and my, um, handle or whatever you call it is Kristen Biner, uh, or at Kristen Biner. And I also have Facebook. All right. Cool. Cool. And you're also on LinkedIn too. Yes. I'm also on LinkedIn. All right. And so I end the same, I I end the episode with the same question every time. Uh, you probably heard it, heard it a couple times. What has been the best walk-up or warm-up song you've heard in your baseball career, and whose was it? I believe it was the 2019 season at Hickory. Um, it was Houston, We Have a Problem by Luke Combs. Okay. Um, I'm a huge Luke Combs fan, so I like his music. And I believe it was Matt Watley's walk-up song i'm not 100 percent positive on that but that's the that's the name that comes to my mind okay good song luke combs doesn't put out a good song or doesn't put out any bad songs so yeah all right perfect well thank you so much kristen for coming on the pulling tart podcast really appreciate it you're this is your only free night between homestands so really appreciate you taking the time this evening to come on yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's stay in touch. I got my new boots covered in red dirt. I don't mess with Texas t-shirt. And a Lone Star postcard postmarked to missing you. It's got the biggest sky you've ever seen. The coldest beer you'd ever drank. But I still feel like I landed on the You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. 
everyone. I'd like to invite you to listen to a new podcast called Artrageous. It's a podcast about the truly outrageous stories of the art and design world. I'm your host, Carrie, and each week we'll cover stories that are just plain crazy. Join me every Thursday for a new episode with stories from art theft, fraud, crime, and mysteries to designer drama, fun conversation tidbits, and discussions about current events. Find Artrageous wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until then, stay Artrageous. At True Crime Cast, we cover the big names and cases that everybody wants to hear, but we specialize in the small town unknown cases you've never heard of. If you're listening to True Crime Cast, you'll hear us give the details of each case and our analysis of whether or not justice is served. Find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Y'all should go ahead and subscribe and join in on the conversation. I'm Jamie. And I'm John. This is True Crime Cast. 